Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball Series Recap. The first one, second half, teams are set. There will be no more changes. Let's see how the new people did. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. Thank you very much for joining us today as we recap the weekend that was in the world of Major League Baseball. The Mookie Bats. My name's Jimmy. I got Jake sitting next to me. We got Trevor coming to you from California. Producer BBD in the corner. And this one's brought to you by new Patreons, patrons Jack Howlett and Tyler Hostetler. Mm. Where do we know that name from? Is that from a movie or is that an old picture or something? Hostetler. Old QB, I believe. Jeff Hostetler. I think it's also from a movie I know. I want to say Oakland Raiders, maybe. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. Jake, how are you doing? James, Trevor, BBD, everyone live in the chat. We cleared the deadline. Snaps for us. We're incredible. We're the best. Baseball crushed it, 10 All-Stars or whatever. Every team made a trade, uh, except the Rockies should be excluded from that because did you really? But I'm doing well. Uh, We had a crazy weekend. Hudson Valley Renegades hooked it up for us. We had a blast there. Yankees high A, little blitz ball, first pitch, boozy ice cream, all of it. What a time to be alive. Excited to, like, get in the teeth of this baseball weekend because, you know, we got sucked up in Yankees land because they're the most back, as Trevor Plouffe has been telling people on the internet. And uh, see what's going on with the other teams. I did a little bit of a standing watch. There's a couple teams trying to get in the mix, which is a little bit of fun. So excited to talk about it with you lads and, you know, with my outfit today. Sure, it's a little bit of a weekly dumb ad, but also... uh, and an homage to my guy A-Rod stepping in with that big D energy as he labeled it determined darling and dapper AF um and no other D references there Trev That's what he said? Yeah, he posted it on Instagram. And he captioned it himself. Big D energy, determined darling and dapper. <laughs> it's the best. It's the best. not it's not even funny. You guys can't laugh. It's the best. The best to ever do it. I don't like him. And like yeah. if I'm if I meet him, what am I supposed to do? Like I'm mad at him, he was mean. He wasn't mean. He just if he came up to me, he, he like, didn't hey, man, look love, at me for longer than half a second. Very uninterested. But like he like follows me, comments on like talking Yanks and talking baseball. So I was like, hey, you yeah. know, we're at a baseball event, we're covering it. Like, hey, Alex, nice to meet you. Where was this? At California Strong. <laughs> he was there? He yeah. put his hand out to his side without yeah. turning his head to face me. Like, I walked up next to him. We were... So, he, he stayed looking at the field. He, he was locked in the game. It was try. It was warm-up. So, the game hadn't started. Yeah, scouting. He put his hand to his right like this without, like, addressing me with his eyes. And I shook it, and he didn't shake back or squeeze. It just was there. And then... And then he didn't say anything, nor look. And I was like, oh, okay, bye. And then everyone else that we've ever met has said he's a jerk. So I also don't really like A-Rod. I met him in like 2007. Um, and yeah, it was kind of, he's kind of weird. It's my favorite his, uh, alien. 
He's going through it at the time, I think. Mm. I think that's when he got divorced. I don't even remember him being at that event. Mm. I think I just blocked him out. That's because you were killing it. You almost took out uh, <laughs> Jared Goff, right? Was that that game? Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, with a double play throw. <laughs> wow, yeah. so you've been a Stafford guy early. Oh. I do like Matty Staff. I okay, do. But that's nothing to do with it. I was just playing ball, all right? Yeah. What am I supposed to do? It's in my blood. Freaking A-Rod. What else is in your blood? How you doing, Trev? I'm doing great. I... I love Monday episodes. They are by far my favorite episode. It's clean. We know the games. People are just fresh off this weekend of baseball, and here we are to recap it. Mm. I think a lot of cool things happened. Had a good weekend uh, off the screen at home. Teddy's birthday party went well. I got to see some family, some friends. God, I hate A-Rod. Jeez, why do you guys Mm. do Why do you do it? Why do you got to bring him up? Mookie Bats. Dude, the first, so the first time I saw the Instagram story, I thought it was a fan of A-Rod like, making kind of a joke about the caption. Like I thought they wrote the caption on top of the A-Rod picture, and then I saw it on A-Rod's actual Instagram story, and I was like, undefeated. undefeated. Now he owns the Timberwolves? I mean, you know, if you're J-Lo looking at that, like, damn, I blew it, huh? J-Lo's so happy. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. Huge baseball weekend. Huge baseball weekend. In the AL, a lot of interesting things happened. I have the AL, so well, I... Your little, your little world, a lot of things oh, are going on. What are you talking about? My little world is the American League. This East. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and only the top three teams. <laughs> uh, well, Blue Jays yeah, won. three and a half. Hey, Blue Jays, Blue Jays won four and a half. We're back in Toronto, huh, Barrios? I believe it, it. I just did a sequence episode dropping tomorrow on Barrios. Add. Look out. Add. It does feel cool, though, that there's no <laughs> waiver wire. Like, your teams are set, and it's like yeah. off to the races. Go. Yeah. You know? There's, it does feel good. August is usually weird. There's all these weird things that come out. This is your team. Yeah, that's, it's kind of fun to – it is the second half, but it's almost like – you know what? If it was college basketball, it's almost like this is like the conference championship week. Okay. Or like the next two months. It's like, you know, you know who's in the – like, you know who's potentially getting there? Now, now it's beat each other. It's conference play. It's conference play. Like, you know, they play, Duke plays USC on a boat somewhere, and you're like, oh, okay. Now it's like, we're in it. We got loose. It's go time, man. So a lot of fans do standings watch the whole time. I, I can't. I, I don't. So, like, I fully flip on my brain where now I'm like, okay, well, what did the Red Sox do? Schedule like, you know, pod, standings pod what now. Did, what, did the, what, did the, what, did the, what did the Mariners do? Like, what did the, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm now, like, in that world, but I kind of, I don't allow myself to do that. Uh, the first half before the all-star break. And I think now before trade deadline. Now it's a nice time. Teams are set. Let's do it. Dang. I mean, there's a, there is a saying for the days that we're in. We're in the dog days, oh. baby. Those dog days of August. This is a separator month. It really is. Wow. It really is. People who work their ass off in the offseason are still feeling good. Guys that didn't might be slowing down right now. It's hot everywhere. Uh, I, I always thought August was a month where, like, 
teams that took care of themselves separated themselves. Wow. And then September, everybody everybody's good in September because it's that time. You got to focus up. But August, the month before, this is a separator month. Trev, what do you what was your best month? Ooh. Career wise. Definitely summertime, I'd imagine, because it was freezing cold in the central in like April, even through May. I, I would say either June or July. June. I'm just looking at OPS. Yeah. So just according to OPS, June. You also were a good September player. Sure was. Uh, clutch. Crunch time, baby. You and Jeets. Uh, yeah, and I, I think a part of the dog days of August that I'd want to tie in a little bit, I think we're going to start seeing more silly dugout stuff. Uh, the Blue Jays, Vladdy had a day off yesterday, so they taped him up to like a to a post. So I think we're going to get more silly stuff to get through August. 162 straight games for Vladdy. That's a lot. Like a, Was it really? I know he's Slim Daddy Vladdy now, but, I mean, he's still a big boy. 162 straight games in minor league facilities and all that. Hats off to Vladdy. That's awesome. He is, like, young. That is really cool. I know he's young, but still, yeah. you know, stand in the sun. You go to the beach and you're in the sun. You get tired. My standout performers getting a little love for playing a lot of games. Preview. People are jerks. The sun is tiring. Exhausting. It is. Like, well, I mean, it's the sun, Jim. It's like literally we revolve around People it. underestimate it, though. Like, mm. I take a random listener of ours, and I say go stand in the, in the sun for three hours. You don't even have to make any plays. Just standing tired. around. You're going to be tired at the end of the day, and you're going to be like, man, that took a toll on me. And I'm not even asking you to mentally lock in or take at-bats or make any plays. The sun sucks. Fucking hate summer, it's dude. It's also awesome, too. I also love the sun. It's a love-hate thing, right? There's going to be a day when we hear about a team that has, like, a dugout rest specialist. Ooh, Do dugouts like have misters, the- like a mist zone, like at Six Flags, the mist zone? Gosh, not to my knowledge. I don't, I don't recall any having a, any misters in there. Misters, would you go in the mist zone, Maybe. Trev? Yeah, you know... You know what's such a weird practice that everybody still does is those ammonia towels, which, by the way, work excellently. Oh, excellently. Sounds like something I should buy for the office. What are you talking mm-hmm. about? Do you guys, ammonia you guys don't know towel. what that is? No, no. no. we're not athletes. I think. I think. So, I think, yeah. I'm, I think I'll know. They fill a bucket. About. They fill a bucket with ice water, and there's some ammonia that they put in it. I don't know what kind of how they dilute it i think they just put it in the water can we know. pause the show and everyone get rid of their judgment for one second what the fuck do you mean there's some ammonia in it what's ammonia oh no it's a chemical yeah it's a chemical i know that i know that but like i don't know what it does we're but not like a math pod. You, we're not a science you, pod. you would need to dilute it's, back it's, kind of neck, a it's amazing let's talk some baseball we're 10 minutes ammonia in. towels <laughs> quick note on the vlad i think not that many dh days too like you would think he'd have had more than he does looking at his appearances. Good stuff, Laddie. I don't know, man. That's what they have. No misters. You got your old school ammonia towels. It really feels like almost like an Epsom salt bath. Like in the, they're in the same ilk. Same family. If you catch my drift. Elk? I just read three different websites, the like basic four sentence description of what ammonia is, and I still have zero idea. Okay. I don't even know. Like what just it a does. chemical that it's does cold, just a, a cold towel. It's a chemical that does stuff. It's every chemical. Yeah. So. People use it for cleaning stuff, maybe. I know yeah, I, I know that. It's so quick. I know that is 
yeah, I don't. Ammonia, I know clean stuff. Whatever. Ammonia towels, Jake. Let's get some for back alley at bats. Let's do it. What's going on in the AL, Jim? Well, the hey, NL. Why would what we, are you talking about? Are you skipping the NL on us? Bone oh stimulator. We got so breaking it? news, NL comes first, and also apparently the Lancaster Barnstormers have a mister in their dugout, uh, and I lived a block away from that stadium for a year. So, The Lancaster Barn, they have a mister? The Barnstormers. Their minor league team. Now it's not pronounced Lancaster, right? It's pronounced. Lan- yeah, it's Lancaster. It's stupid. Lancaster. Yeah, yeah. PA. That doesn't make any DVD's sense. DVDs Philly. Who has the NL? Trev. I that do. Lead off. Hey, Let's do it. Lead off hitter. Let's today. do it. Tell us our juice up top. Tell us what the hell happened, Trev. <laughs> the Brewers went into Atlanta and Braves. What are you doing, baby? The Brewers take two out of three. Nine five Brew Crew. Eight one Braves in game two, and the Brewers took the series two to one. Garcia, Wong, five hits each. Adamas, the greatest player to ever live. Three extra base hits with two freaking home runs. The Brewers came back from a 4-0 first inning deficit to win the first game. Garcia, Adamas, and Escobar. Eddie, our guy, in his Brewers debut, they all hit homers. Dansby Swanson tried to do it. He had a great series, two homers and seven ribbies in game two to get the win, but it wasn't enough. Brewers take two out of three from the Braves. Moving on, the Reds went into New York. And Mets, what is you doing, baby? The Reds take two out of three. Six, two Reds, five, four Mets in 10. We'll talk about that. And then they got the doors blown off. Seven to one in game three. The Reds slash 262, 533 slugging. They had 16 freaking extra base hits and six homers in the game. The Mets just did not hit. Kyle Farmer, let's freaking go. Five hits with three extra base hits and a homer. And Jonathan India, add for later in the show. Four extra base hits with two homers. Cookie goes four innings pitch with one earned run in his season debut. They were wearing the black jerseys. You guys saw those. Look pretty sweet. Bias homers in in his Mets debut in game two. Drury, our guy, walk off single in game two. And guess what? Kind of more bad news for the Mets. DeGrom undergoes an MRI that reveals right form inflammation likely out until September. What is you doing, Mets? Reds take two out of three from them. Moving on, the Cubs and the Nationals in, the, in games that... Do the fan bases even watch these games anymore? How could you after they dealt all of their players away? Max Manis, great tweet you had there. Uh, Nationals take two out of three. I'm going to go quick with this one. 4-3 Nationals, 6-3 Cubs, and Nationals win the rubber match 6-5. to five. Uh, Hendricks goes seven innings pitched with one and run in game two, and that's all I really care about. Nats take two out of three. Moving on, Phillies go into Pittsburgh, and the Pirates take two out of three. Phillies, what is you doing, baby? They win, or they lose 7-0 in the first game. They lose 3-2 in the second game before finally Gibby comes to the freaking rescue, and they win 15-4 in game three. The Pirates starting pitchers. Doing it. 2-6-5 ERA. The bullpen not so hot. Uh, Phillies didn't pitch well, regardless of who was on the mound. Rio Muto with six hits, three extra base hits, including he had five freaking hits in game three. Let's go. Harper, four hits with three extra base hits. I'm guessing in game three. Also, uh, Gibson, our guy. Let's talk about him a little bit. Six innings, two innings, or six and two-thirds innings pitched with only two earned runs in his Philly. Phillies debut to avoid the sweep. He's putting them on their freaking back. The Pirates take two or three from the Phillies. Moving on, the Dodgers <laughs> go in. 
go into Arizona, and they take two out of three because obviously 6-5 D-backs, they walked him off uh, as Drupal Cabrera walked him off in game one. I watched that with my brother over the weekend, and the Dodgers said, oh, that's enough of that. 8-3 and then 13 to nothing against Jake Snakes. Uh, AJ Pollock, we'll talk more about him later. He had a big series. Chris Taylor, six hits with three extra base hits. Turner, that's Justin Turner, five hits with two home runs. Urias goes five shutty in game three. And no Dodgers starting pitcher pitches into the six, but who cares? They win two out of three. What else is there? Gonsolin placed on a 10-day IL. Duffy not expected to pitch for the Dodgers before September. That's a trade piece for them. They take two out of three. Moving on, Rockies at the Padres. They split the series. 3-0 Padres, 9-4 Rockies, 5-3 Rockies, then 8-1 Padres in the finale. Uh, Padres starting pitchers, not too hot. 6-3 ERA over the series. Um, they needed the trade for pitching, and they did not do that. Machado, Cronin were two homers each. Hosmer had six hits. Uh, Musgrove, the only one that pitched well, goes seven shutout innings with 11 freaking Ks in game one. Way to go. Bad news. Tatis Jr. placed in the 10-day IL. His shoulder keeps coming out of his socket, guys. Mm. My advice, get your surgery, baby. You think so? And that's what happened in the end. Wow. Yes. You don't think you should try and – how long is the recovery from surgery? Wait, hold on. Give me snaps, bro. I just freaking ended that, like, on cue, that's baby. That's fair. You dropped a bomb at the end. Yeah, you did You did drop the conversation starter. And a lot of freakins and a lot of what is you doing. And what is you doing, what baby? What is you doing, baby? And uh, <laughs> Gibby, put, Gibby puts the Phillies on his back. <laughs> they lose two out of three. <laughs> they lose two out of three for the fire. Damn. <laughs> Stop the sweep. <laughs> That's huge, man. That's huge. It's called a stopper. Yeah. Anyways, Tatis, back stopper. to being serious. Think about all the... Shoulders we've known that have come out. Bellinger had a shoulder come out. He hasn't been the same since, dude. Okay, Tatis did it. I think he did it twice now, or three times now. Uh, he changed his swing from a one-handed finish to the two-handed finish. That was fine. But this last time, all he did was slide and put his left arm down on the ground, and the whole the damn thing came out of the socket. You can't go around being confident as a baseball player if anything you do, your arm can come out of the freaking socket. So they... Maybe you try to get him through the rest of the season. You know, we're already in August. Maybe you sit him for a while, get him back for September. But eventually, like, the guy needs to have surgery. Yeah. That sucks. I'll let it play out. Can you imagine? No. Can you imagine just playing and, like, oh, shit, my shoulder might pop out. I had a, I had a teammate moment. in hockey. It happened to him, like, after a lot of games. Coach would always have to pop it back in. My college girlfriend. You saw the pain he was in. Your college. You remember we were going out one night and her shoulder just popped out? Yeah. She's a golfer. Um, she had some shoulder issues. And, uh, yeah, pretty hip. Power move by her. I actually should give her credit. We were, like, going to, like, a not a clubby place, but kind of a clubby place. So she was in, like, a dress, shoulder out, and she's like, no, I'm good. Like, we can go. And we're like, nah, dude. <laughs> Chill out. And that's Tatis. Miss her. Not true. It's sure not best. true. She's got kids and stuff. I'm very happy with Jessica. Everyone's happy. It worked out. Oh my gosh. Uh, the other thing I was going to say with the Padres. Uh, hey, good for uh, Trevor. Remind me to tell you the story about when Jake and her broke. Uh, oh, uh, such ended a good the relationship because uh, it's really good. I don't know if we should tell it on there, but it's really good. Not on. Disco Joe that. Musgrove shoved uh, 
was in the running for a standout. He didn't get it, and I don't want Padre fans to be mad at us because they do like getting mad at us. But Big Joe dropped one, which is good because their starting pitching hadn't been uh, doing it the past month or so. So hopefully that gets him on track. But yeah, man, I mean, the Padres, we mentioned we're in August, two months left. Like, if they're without Tatis, the Dodgers just loaded up. We haven't talked about them yet. Sam Fran just did something over the weekend that it's like, damn, these dudes don't stop. The Padres' one-game wild card is starting to get, like, put the pencil away, grab the pen, man. The Padres are 5-5 five and five in their – put the pencil away, grab the pen. Oh, it's set in, set in ink. You're not going to erase it. Yeah. I like it. The Padres are 5-5 five and five in their last 10, 10-10 ten and 10 in their last 20, 15-15 and 15 in their last 30. So the Padres haven't been playing winning baseball for a month. Not good. When you're in such the a race. The only thing is, the only team really chasing him is the Reds. And do you the Reds necessarily believe seven and three in their it? last ten, eleven and nine? In I their know last because 20. Jo- because Joey Votto hit seventy mm-hmm. homers in those games. I mean, that's not going to continue. I want the Reds to make it a race. Don't that's don't the only put saving Joey Votto on Padre. your bad side. Just yeah. like a tip. No, like he's listening. I love Joey Votto. Okay, so it's going to continue. Why would it not continue? Well, because nobody in the this is like of the when you said Gibby wasn't no, no, an under no, no, two no, no, ERA no. guy, Trev. Trev, I got you. It's they and? just need to pass the. <laughs> they, they just need Trev. Trev, put the team he, on his the back. Team the, just put the team on this back. Jennings, uh, know what the Reds need? They just need that performance from a different guy every week. So like, Winker will do sure. it one week. Castellanos will do it one week. Your guy Kyle Farmer, Max Schrock with a big game. Mm. Love that. And they take five for five. They take two out of three from the Metropolitans, which seggies us there. They're four back of the wild card, which, hey, a week ago we were hoping that the Yankees, Toronto, they were four back of the wild card. We were hoping they can get in the mix. Reds, you're not there yet. But if the Padres flounder a little bit and the Reds division should stink the rest of the way, that could become a conversation. Come on, Reds. I have 100% a question. it could be. I have a question about the Mets. Yes. The Reds mm. beat the Mets. If DeGrom's not coming back, mm. what's the update? It, just another setback. They didn't give a timetable, right? I think they said no. September. Likely out till September. Okay. Well, as a cynical person, that means bad news, in my opinion. It's not good news. It opens it up for not returning. Which I don't think it was before. Anyway, what's the Mets' rotation? They And, like, they got Cookie Carrasco back, and he actually had a good uh, start for a first time back out or second time, first time. Um, Who is it? It's, it's Stroman. Stroman, Walker. Walker. Rich Hill, did he get traded to them? Yeah, Rich Hill got traded to them. He's Carrasco been pretty poor. And Carrasco McGill, and- the the rook, who's actually, he's he's been solid for them. Um but, yeah, I mean, that rotation changes a lot when you take out one of the best pitchers to ever do it. Yeah, but the problem is Taiwan uh, Walker is going through some struggles right now. His last three starts have all been not great. Stroman just had a bad start. I mean, you know, you go – DeGrom as your one is so good that Stroman at the two is great, Walker's three. If it, Once they bump up, you almost – Everyone's out of order. I do have good news. They have the Marlins this week, who we just saw. That's gonna. That's a good way to refresh your starting pitching a little bit. And then, you know, we we got some caught a little wind this morning. We're scheduled people now. Man, after that, it gets tough. 
for Los Mets. We wondered why the Phillies' percentage in the division looked so good a couple weeks ago. It's because it's, what, 13 straight against San Fran and the Dodgers? Yep. Yep. Jeez. Dodgers at home, then they fly west without an off day in between the flight. Mm. And they play the Giants for three, then the Dodgers <clears> for three, no off day again. Then they do get an off day as they fly back east, and then they play the Giants for three. And they have three against the Phillies before that. So they got four against the Marlins. They could they could they need to win three of those to, you know, get going. The good news is though, if they make it out of that stretch and if they play five hundred, right. they play five hundred in that stretch, the rest of their uh, uh September's nice. They, the Mets have a nice September. So and if you get DeGrom back for that September, was- it's really not as there's ways around it, but that is going to be a daunting 13-game yeah. stretch for them. There's six home games against the Nats around that stretch, too, which yeah. hopefully can hey, give get up a on pad. the bad teams. And, uh, man, I just – last team we talked about a West Coast trip, a dangerous West Coast trip. They ended up trading away four of their core players. The Cubs. Nats or the Cubs? Yeah. Listen. Okay. There's one team in the NL East with a positive run differential. I know it's not an all – it's not a great stat, but I do like to look at it. Can you guys guess the team? NL East. NL East. Marlins. Is it still the Fish? The Phillies do it? It's the Braves. Boy. And they there's only – this is kind of crazy. In the National League, there's only six teams with a positive run differential. And the Braves are the fifth best, and mostly in the NL West, uh, and then Milwaukee's right behind them. I know you can pick apart – Every stat, the Dodgers what, Trev? Dodgers are 165-plus. Mm. And the Braves are the only one in the NL East, and they're at 49-plus. Everybody else is negative run differential, man. It's interesting. I want to know why, Trev? And I think this is why run differential is going to start to not matter at all. When teams are losing, they just lose now. Like, yeah, if you're losing yeah. 6 nothing, you're not going to try and come back anymore. You're going to put in a position player or the – quadruple a pitcher that's up for three days and then send them down and you're going to let them give up as many runs as it takes till they finish the game so you see 13 nothing games from the dodgers or the yankees get lose 14 nothing because they just ride a bray you out no matter how many runs like so losses now are just you don't care sure sure i, I, I feel like that, that wasn't that way 10 years ago like you didn't i'm, teams I'm forfeit all about games. the mercy rule i'm okay with the mercy rule now Okay. I don't want a forfeit rule. I don't want a team to be able to say I'm done. But if there is like an eight runs after six or something like that, I'm okay with that. Okay. Look into it. People might not like that because there are epic comebacks that happen, but. There's a line. It's tough to figure it out with fans going to a game and stuff. It's probably got to be like double digits. Double digits after seven. Seven inning double headers. I just do 10 after seven. Sure. 10 after seven. Because they have the doubleheader game already, and maybe it's like a, maybe the like a losing team has to like, uh, no, you can't do that. And we got excited for it. it definitely has to be after the, beer sales are done because no, they'll never do anything after, before that. The ten so, run yeah, seventh inning usually is when they do it. Yeah, because you know if you get to that that tenth run, it could be a walk off win, and then and then you Love you that. reward the fans with. You know, a discount to another game yeah. if they see it. Tacos. Corn dogs, Jackie. Tacos. Everyone loves tacos, yeah. Corn dogs. What else we got, man? Braves are on an incredible 
win loss streak, aka yep. win lose win lose win lose. It's still win, going. Lose. I think they set the MLB record. It was fourteen on before they played Saturday, and they just did it in this three game set. So that's seventeen. Seventeen games. Where they just can't get the momentum. However, they break it is going to, in my head. It's fake crucial to the rest of their season. If they do a double win at some point, like they break the Cinderella spell. July sixteenth was when it started. They lost to the Rays, then they beat the Rays, and they lost to the Rays, and they beat the Padres, and they lost to the Padres, and they beat the Phillies, and they lost to the Phillies, and they beat the Phillies, and they lost to the Phillies, and they beat the Mets, and they lost to the Mets, and they beat the Mets, and they lost to the Mets, and they beat the Mets, and they lost to the Brewers, and they beat the Brewers, and they lost to the Brewers. I mean, at least it's the Brewers. I mean, right? it's two weeks of just getting nowhere. Nowhere. Where are you going? Nowhere. Just caught in limbo. You doing, baby? What? What? I didn't hear you. I'm buying it. I'm buying Anyways. the smallest amount of Brave stock. I think their August schedule is kind of easy. What? Dude, they go. So it's St. Louis, which both those teams are mess right now. The but then Braves it, are the easy team on the schedule. Nationals, Marlins, Orioles. Like, they still have the pecking order there. So while the Mets are in their hell, the Braves have their chance. I mean, this is it. This is the three-week window to, to see if you have any fight. So Lair had a good couple games. Jock's been playing well. I like that. So Lair had some good games? Yeah, four hits in two games. Change of scenery. I'm curious for you guys because I I don't really have a, a team that I necessarily root for. Obviously, you guys are you're just anti Met, right? Fans. Isn't that how you say it? Yeah, I love the Mets. <laughs> I like all the teams. I like I like fun players, fun games. But for Braves fans, sure you might sneak into the playoffs. I mean, you probably won't. But if you do, like, how can you get up for it knowing that you're just someone's going to beat you, right? Like, mm. or or. When you're a fan of a team, do you you make some magic potion in your brain that says they can win? No, no, you're delusional. I just did a whole speech on Talking Yanks about this that I have accepted delusion for the next two months. Okay. I couldn't, I didn't allow so if myself. You're a Braves to, fan. You're like, this could happen. Yeah, yeah. You're like the little kid in Angels in the Outfield. And worst case, you. I get that way with my, my the Seahawks. Yeah. That's fanhood, man. I mean, it's, it's, it's yeah. tough to. Everyone should be wrapped up in their team. That's how you should be. Drop a David versus Goliath and you're clear of literally anything. Oh, my gosh. Like if the Braves get the Dodgers and they're like, we 3-1 last year, they got Scherzer, they got Turner, nobody expects us. It's because you're not in and the And then playoffs. they go out and get swept <laughs> And you're out. <laughs> Speaking of, how about, how about Cole Tucker's Pirates putting up the fight? A, call him up. You sad sacks. Uh, obviously, call him up to sell some freaking tickets. Sexy guys. as hell. But they've been busting up people's people's hearts since the uh, All-Star break. They're the ruiners. And Gibby put them on his back. That is fun. See, I was on a ton of spoiler teams. That's mm. the only fun I had in September. was like, <laughs> let's keep these guys out of the playoffs. And in my head, I'm like, God, like, this, we're, we're so bad. I love that being your angle. Trevor Plouffe, the spoiler. Fun, dude. Yeah. You can only do that for a few games before you're like, this is, <laughs> I wish we were not the spoiler. Yeah. yeah no, we didn't spoil the team I like. I wouldn't mind them in the playoffs. Wow. Jorge Soler got a hit off John Curtis. Mm. Two, two guys on new teams, right? Yeah. 
Which led to a Dansby slam. I about saw him? as Drubal walk off the Dodgers. In I was watching the game live. Uh, I was like, "Wow, he's still he's still going," and kind of looks the same. Sexy. Like he'll be playing for the next five years. But like, oh wait, is Drubal Cabrera's on that team? It is odd how some names you you have in your head as bit players or role players, and then you you look up and you're like, "Wait, dude's had a really long good career." Yeah, how'd that happen? Yeah. Oh, he was he was legit for a while. He yeah, play, no, he he's not. Maybe picket, he, there's man. better examples than him, but you know, still there. Ass cabs. How long has he been in the league? Like, if you had to guess, I looked. Jake looked. He's out of the game. Out of the game. Um, so it's all in Twelve, thirteen years. Fifteen. It's been a while. Fifteen. Can, all right, let's do salary because I, Ooh, I, have, okay, I do not I have it have up that. in front of me. Okay, so this is fun. Do you have it, Jim? Do you just look on baseball reference? Yeah. Yeah, go to the bottom of his baseball reference page. What are we saying? 50? 50 spot? 15 years. He's probably had like 10 of, or like, excuse me, like nine of the million. More than that, actually. Um, I have the number. Yeah, shoot. I'm going to go. I'm going to go like, I'm going to go 60 million. Jake, you're in 50. Trev's closer. 64 million, 329,000. For you, as Drupal, he hasn't saved at all, Love too. That, man. Past six years, he's got a 108 OPS plus, just Boom. being a little above league average for the past six years. Love that. In, Sp- in Polish, his name translates to as Drupal Cabrera Statistiki. Yep, welcome. Do you guys remember that play he made, like the barehanded, then he flipped it behind his back thing? He was on the Indians at the time. One of the coolest plays you're going to see. Okay. For all the people in the chat, go Google that later. Google it. Coolest play you'll ever see is Struble Cabrera. You Google my ass. Anything else you got to talk about in the NL? Cubs, Nats, hilarious, but not really it's worth it. Brutal. If they trade everyone, I mean, in the team stank, standings, not worth talking about. Dodgers. Maxi Mann had the, uh, it was a viral tweet that yeah. went out. Yeah. All the players that they traded, that was pretty cool. It's a lot of guys. Dodgers and Brewers hit in, like, almost too good to talk about area. Who? Dodgers and Brewers. I'm excited for – who do the Brewers play next? Is it San Fran? Is that coming up now? You can get there. Because I'm excited for that. Colton Brewer, don't care about that. Never have. Never. You've never been a Colton Just Brewer guy. don't. Wish I did. Oh, now I'm looking at their best players ever. Uh, they have Pittsburgh, so watch out. And wow, then the Giants. Pits. Okay. Well, what's their rotation? Figure it out. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on. Why don't you just figure everything out? I'm so excited for the American League. You are? Yeah. Well, it's brought to you by Manscaped. Go. Attention listeners hmm. across the galaxy. All the way from Australia to Houston. Do we have a pube problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with the Performance Package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff mm. by going to themanscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with code TALKING. I'm Jim Rome. Yeah, you were all over that. Oh, my gosh. 
That was a good gym room right there. Thank you. Do it again? I don't know if I can. Trust it. <laughs> I never do them on purpose. Remember when I did Dusty? Someone sent Falls me my Dusty impression just on Instagram. <laughs> and he was like, so I'm like, like, remember this? The little, little fucker one? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get on the mat, little fucker. Something like that. Uh, that's 20% off plus free shipping with the code talking at manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond. Oh, Jesus. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. Get 20% wow. off plus free shipping with code TALKING at manscaped.com. That gives you the American League recap. Are you ready? Good stuff happened in the American League, Trev. So Ooh. wait, can, I want to say one thing before we go into yeah. it. There's a, there's a guy in our chat right now. Jim Rome. FAP. Mm. It said Kapler's vegan diet regimen will slowly turn the Giants players into women and allow the Dodgers to overtake them on the stretch. Newsflash, FAP. Gabe has the exact opposite diet of a vegan. He literally only eats meat and red meat. So An ass. Wasn't it his birthday? I think the team got him a steak. Yeah. With a candle in it, it a steak <laughs> for his birthday. It was a steak. It was a steak cake, which he did not eat. Don't say steak cake on the cake. show, and we know that. I'll show Buck. Is that something bad that I don't know about? Phenomenal. Steak cake? Manscaped. Anyways, Fap, you're wrong. All right, Jim. Go ahead. The Red Sox went down to hell and got swept by the Rays. Fleming, Yarbrough, and McClanahan pitch better than Perez, Evaldi, and Pavetta. Red Sox in a bit of a slide. I've lost four in a row, are not in first place anymore, and the pitching has been bad. Franco had six hits with three extra base hits, and eight Rays record multiple hits, and six different Rays hit home runs because they're just a whole family of freaks. McClanahan goes six innings, pitched one earned run on Sunday Night Baseball. First time Sunday Night Baseball was at the Trop since 2011. Wow, how about that? They don't deserve it. Kike Hernandez has six hits. Good job, Kike. No Red Sox starting pitcher completed six innings. They all gave up five-plus earned runs besides Pavetta, so the only the other two did. Chris Sale makes his fifth rehab start, is expected to make at least one more. Schwarber expected to begin rehab assignment soon. Gonzalez to be activated Tuesday, so they got help coming, and uh, our buddy Glass now likely required Tommy John surgery out for the season. Bummer for him. Indians and White Sox played three games, and it got testy at one point. Lynn versus Mejia in game one, and the White Sox win. McKenzie versus Keuchel in game two, and none of those guys mattered as the score went all the way up to 12-11. to 11. White Sox win the rubber match in game three. Lambert versus Quantrill. The White Sox had a 370 on base percentage in this series with a 485 slugging. They hit seven home runs. The Indians had 15 extra base hits. How about that? The White Sox starters did not pitch well, but neither did the Indians. A lot of bad starting pitching in August. Ahmed Rosario had five extra base hits with a home run. Fran Mill had five hits with and five hits with two extra base hits and a home run. Um, Jose Abreu got hit in the head. Larusa ran out. He got mad about it. He looked so old in the process. Like 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 it was like an eye opening reminder. Like oh my god, he's an old man. Athletics and the Angels played four games and the Athletics won three of them. 
Starling Marte, the only athletic to record five hits in the series. Jan Gomes homered in his debut with the team. Bassett Montes both went seven innings strong. Stassi was the only angel with four hits. Only five angels recorded multiple hits. Come on, angels, help us out. The Blue Jays swept the Royals, stripling Manoa Barrios. The pitching gods, they combined for a 0.98 ERA. Stripling Manoa Barrios, three starts, 0.98 ERA. The Blue Jays are pitching these days. Manoa went seven shutout innings. Barrios went six shutout innings in his Blue Jays debut to get the sweep. Guerrero sat game three. They tied him to the bench, as Jake said. Shout out to the Blue Jays. The Rangers took two out of three from the Mariners. Uh Uh-oh, Mariners. Is it all falling apart? They got walked off twice, right? I think at least once. The starting pitchers for the Rangers didn't even pitch good. Mariners, like, pitched better. Twice? Games two and three, walk-off, right? Not good. Andy Abania's game-tying two-run homer in the ninth inning of game three before Haim went back-to-back to walk it off for the second straight game. Taylor Hearn gave up zero earned runs in his second consecutive start in game two. How about that? Abraham Toro stays hot with seven hits and three extra base hits. The Orioles and the Tigers said, fuck it. Let's play some, let's play some baseball. And they sure played. And that's your AL recap. They sure did. Yeah. What are you going to talk about, Jim? I think it's interesting that uh, the Red Sox get swept. Uh, I think it's interesting that the Blue Jays swept. The Mariners lose two out of three. Um, A lot of uh, gaps got shortened in the AL. And uh, the Rays take over first place as the Red Sox lose four in a row. And the scoop a doo do the A's lose a little gap in the wild card, in the second wild card, right? Sure did. Sure did. Yanks. I wanna, Yanks and the, the Red Sox, they're at a weird spot now where they were saying, like, oh, sales coming, you know, that's that's gonna be a a, a move for us. But I don't think Red Sox fans were like really saying Sales and to come save our season because you know they've been playing well all year, so they didn't have to think that way. Now you lose four in a row, and you're like, they need Chris Sale to be their savior. Do you think? I mean, like, is he gonna be that? I know, I know, he's done well in his rehab games, but I, I don't know if they got enough. I posed the question on my Twitter: Are the Red Sox gonna make the playoffs? Uh, overwhelming majority of people said yes. I'm not so sure. I'm not as convinced as, you know, the general public is on them. It's August, baby. A lot of things happen in August, and they got to go two more months and stick where they're at, and they just – the trajectory isn't there for me, man. And that would be like – that's a huge collapse for them, coming out as hot as they did and now out of first place in the AL East, you know, and they just – I don't know. They don't seem like they're going to be there at the end for me, and I could be totally wrong, but that's, like, how I feel about them. You're in a – Curious to see how you guys – You're in a momentum game right now. Like, this this is a tricky area. I know it's early August. There's two months of baseball to play. You're right. Uh, Their investment in sale is going up by the day because even if, like, you know, they've got a pretty good playoff buffer. I mean, the wheels would really have to come off. 
Um, but even if, you know, and this is where I've been with the Rays, and I just always believe in them because they always do this, they're tied for the best record in the American League with Houston, Tampa. And we've talked about them a lot, and, you know, they're missing a lot of throwers, but they find other guys, and I've liked their lineup all year. I think this is one of the better Rays lineup, especially with Franco, if he's figuring it out, which he did in this Boston series. Look out, man. They've got dudes. So then let's spin that back to Boston. If they end up in a one-game playoff, one game, your season on the line, how is Sale going to look in these next eight weeks? Because if it's not him, then is it Nate Dogavaldi? And Nate's had a nice year, but is he your one game on the bump? And imagine if it was Yankees-Red Sox one game? Holy smoke. So, interested to see. I mean, hey, this is Cora test time. We've been giving Cora a lot of love. They've been having a great year in Boston. They're going to get Sale back. Let's see what he looks like. I'm not going to bet against Chris Sale. I always believe in talent, and that dude's a freak. They're also going to get Schwarbo at some point. So that's another momentum changer potential bump at some point. But, hey, they also went to Tampa. Reminder, best record in the AL with Houston, a team we've tasted all year. And the Trop can be a house of horrors for any team. So I'm not going to fully trash the Sox for this one. I, I, I get that. I get that. And I could just be totally wrong about this. But when I look at, you know, the Yankees are they're five and a half back of Boston uh, in the wild card. The A's are three back of Boston in the wild card. So there is a lot of ground to be made up. Uh, but Toronto's on is surging too. I think they made some really good moves. It wouldn't surprise me if they went on some, you know, run here. Um, and the Yankees can do the same thing. I think they're the Yankees look rejuvenated to me. And I think even Stanton said that, like, you know, you see Rizzo, you see Gallo in the lineup and kind of perks you up a little bit. Six to midnight, if you will. So I am riding the momentum train. You're right. Thanks. For, you, you brought me back down a little bit. But still in my head, I think it's going to be a dogfight. This is not a breeze into the playoff scenario with the Red Sox. Like, it's, it's going to be a fight. Red Sox go to Florida. They get swept by the, one of the best teams in baseball. Yankees go to Florida. They sweep one of the worst teams in baseball. I mean, the Reds, obviously, that means the Yankees are better than the Red Sox. Schedule people. <laughs> the wild card game for the Red Sox will be interesting to see who they chose. You know, if there was like a Eovalde sale piggyback situation, when most of these other teams kind of have a guy. The Yankees obviously have a guy. You know, the Blue Jays, I think, might have found their guy. This, just fell. This is how you like. This is how I know that I'm stupid and dumb, and my delusional heart's been hooked. You say the word wild card game, I scream because I think the Yanks are going to be in it now. They're two and a half out of Oakland. They have an easier schedule. They're playing good ball. They're, most importantly, they're pitching really, really well. They still didn't score any runs against Miami, but Miami's got good pitching. Um, and I've decided I don't care if I'm being delusional. Like, I am going to get swept up. and the, just, We're Yankees fans. Yeah, we're Yankees fans. And just the wild card word, you just saying it, like who are the Red Sox going to pitch and, and having to make those decisions and live through that, um, I'm, I'm getting squeamish just thinking about the fucking wild card. We're like two months away. Mm. I hate the wild card, man. It's so good for baseball in a sneaky, it's weird disgusting. way. It's disgusting. It's, it's, it's a hard I, there's, there's, there's a comment in the chat. Yeah. By Living Dead 31. I think Gallo and Rizzo being here gives Judge more competitiveness to be like, hey, I'm still here. And that's 100% true. Like, he likes that he has some 
some weapons beside him for sure. But there's also that alpha male, you know, uh, competitiveness that comes out. Like you said, like, Hey, like I know these guys are good and they're the talk of the town right now, but like, I'm still here. That's good for everybody. And I think Rizzo uh, in particular and Gallo too, that's the, they have that like mentality. Like they're going to go in and if there's, if that was a sleepy clubhouse, sleepy, like if people were just like mulling around doing nothing, that's not going to fly with these guys. Like they, I think both those guys, even stepping into a clubhouse like the Yankees, like they'll go and say, let's go. Like, let's pick the energy up here. It's time. We got how many games back are we? Like, let's go make these freaking games up now. I, I, I love I love what both those guys have brought. I have something of note. Rizzo standing ovation, by the way. I'll be there tonight. I, Gallo too. Gallo too. You think so? Okay. And you know, it also helps uh, with those guys on the Yankees, which I know they're in a league, but we're here. Uh, a couple games ago, Rob Brantley was batting sixth. Um, and now they've got Shout out, Rob. like Gary down there and other guys. So that their talent helps a lot too. Red Sox and Blue Jays mm, this weekend have Ooh. four games against each other. So that's going to be fun to circle. Uh, one team is pitching so well and the other team is not pitching well. The Red Sox first are going to go play three against the Tigers, and this isn't going to happen because they've already lost four in a row, and the Red Sox aren't going to lose seven in a row. But Tigers haven't swept anyone in a while. Get fat on the Tigers or try to, Red Sox. Yeah. Get fat on the Tigers. That's an old hunting, you know, old hunting quote. Mm. Tribal days. Mm. That's like uh, Ace Ventura type stuff. Yes, old hunting quote. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, Blue Jays, though. Blue Jays are pitching good, man. It's cool to see that. I'm a liking. You like? I like. I love Barrios there. He looks so good. I I, I know I've already mentioned I'm doing this, uh, but I was just going over the game and like some of the pitches he was making. Uh, he's got this. He's got the two seam and his slider, and they just go. <laughs> and he made one pitch against this guy. I won't. I won't. Spoil the episode, but well, it hurt me to watch this. Well, X effect there. I watched his highlights, and mm. I I don't know if it was a changeup or what, because I saw one changeup yeah, that went change out up. of the zone, and then I saw one that dropped. So I don't know if that was like a split or another change. But his Barrios's taster reel can go can go toe to toe with a couple guys. And he he's twenty seven years old, and. I believe he's going to pitch till he's 40. Like, that's what he wants to do. Oh, he man. keeps his body in shape. Like, he's one of those dudes. I love this guy, man. The uh, In Barrios' start, the Red Sox, the entire lineup, they sat um, Vladdy, like we said. The entire lineup got on base. Mm. Everyone got a hit besides Biggio, but he walked, obviously. So, pretty good effort by the Blue Jays. Who do they go on to play before they play the Red Sox? Checking, checking, we'll have it. Checking, looking. Indians, four against the Indians. Go get them. They want to lose. They drop. They're at 500 right now. Once you get south of that 500, Cleveland, there might not be no turning back. Anything else in the the AL? The Rays um, also don't have, like, any starters. They have McClanahan and Yarby. Mcclanahan's pitching really well. Patino had a good outing, too, man. By the time the playoffs get here, like, I think – We'll say the Rays have pitching. They have the best yep. ERA in the AL. White Sox doing it. 
Kimbrel, the back end. I think he finished two games, or at least he pitched in two games. No base runners. Uh, that bullpen is an absolute beast. I think the White Sox are one of those teams. We're going to be like, oh yeah. Like when the playoffs start, and like you see them and that lineup and what they're running out there, you're like, holy shit! Like we knew they were good, but we kind of just like put them off to the side because they've been running away with the Central Division. We don't talk about them that much because there isn't like this intrigue, but. They're getting healthy again. They got Eloy back. They made a trade. What? When are Damn. they going to get tested? Like when? When's playoffs? Are they not? Yeah, do they not good. have? Do they play? I mean, <laughs> the Yankees. The they have a Yankee series coming up. What? When? Trev, what you're saying is, I think when we get to the AL playoffs and you put it all down on paper, you put their top three, four starters, and you put the lineup down and the bullpen. The White Sox are the best team in the AL, but we just haven't seen them done it. So. All right, I, the White Sox have a good stretch coming up of nice test baseball. Test baseball. No, well, they have easy. They have Royals, Cubs, Twins, so that's three easy series for them. Then they do have Yankees who are fighting, like actively like scratching and clawing the wind. White Sox are obviously better than the Yankees. And then they have Oakland, same situation. Then they have Tampa Bay. Then they have Toronto. Toronto might be out of it by that point or still fighting and clawing, but that'll be a good stretch for the White Sox just to – See them play. They still have a losing record against teams that are above 500. So Yankees, Oakland, Tampa, Toronto, all above 500. So that'll be a nice little uh, little run for them and and fix that that record. In September, they also have uh, A's, Red Sox, Angels might fake be alive still back to back to back. So still, probably not. You have the Angels alive now? No, but they might be trying really hard. Reds at the very no, end of the done. year if they're still Could alive. also be even like our good friend hitting Otani to save him for next year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it could go anywhere. Even our good friend Nate admitted that they're pretty much done. They and traded Stud after Keeney making his start today yeah. in the Bronx. Yeah. Their last White Always Sox last that. series of the year is Reds, who that could be a very important series for the Reds. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm excited for that stretch for the White Sox. Oh, and no, they played the Tigers again after. I forgot it bleeds to October. Angels I mean, lost... Three out of four to the Athletics, and that's obvious. The Athletics are a better team. Reed Detmers made his debut. Big-time draft pick out of Louisville. Drafted last year, so he took the the express route and being on the Angels. Um, but I'll root for him. I'll root for a kid. Sounds like you're not rooting for him. What are you talking about? I'm rooting dude? for him. I own some of his baseball cards. Trev's definitely rooting for, rooting for him. That was the definition of rooting for him. Sounded like you were being forced to root for him. No. Like, I'll, root for you, I'll root for a kid. Hey. Yeah. I'll root for him. I saw Fletcher play in person. Wow. It was pretty fun. It was pretty fun. You get a you get an appreciation for a guy like that if you if you go watch in person. Like he made he I think he made an error in the game too, but he also made like a couple of really nice defensive plays and just kind of like one of those guys that's all over the field. I liked him. I liked watching what him. What a ball play. player does. Two and a half war this year for Fletch. Yeah. Good for him. Hot. Are you, you want to talk about LaRue's TLR? Yeah, that was TRL that was, Total Request Live. That I mean, that's a meme. He memed yeah. himself with the run, the that's run, cool. and then when his coach is holding him back, and like, what was he doing? Roberto Perez was like, "Are you okay? Like, come he here." He was guys. he was yelling like, at. I'm making the breakdown now. He was yelling at Roberto Perez for calling a high inside pitch when Karen Chak clearly had no control that inning and was missing high. It, I, I kind of get it. I obviously don't just yell at the catcher there, but he was 
that's what he was saying. Like, because Perez at one point goes, "Well, are you yelling at me?" He says, "Yeah, you called that pitch because Karinchek had missed the last couple pitches high." So he's like, "Don't call up and in when the dude's wild high." That's what he said in his his post game. He's like, "No, it's not intentional. I know it's not intentional." I just think it's really bad pitch calling, and you have to be more careful and understand when a pitcher is missing the zone high that you cannot call up and in. He's like, I say the same thing to our pitchers all the time. So, I don't know. I mean, it looks, it looks, he's good for the clubhouse. You hear Lance Lynn saying I, he loved guys. it. He defended his guys. That shit still still plays. Lance Lynn was like, I loved it. I think he did a great job. He was high kneeing out there. So, sure, we we laugh, but I do think that shit matters. Free Britney. Well, he better start doing shit like that because he's pulled a lot of dumb stuff early in the season. So I think he's really trying to go all out now. Like, guys, I got you. I got you. Dude, I think it's who he is. Like, I don't think he can control that. I don't think it's calculated. Old dogs learn new tricks. God, when I'm old, I'm just so curious. Like, am I going to be like that? Oh, yeah. Yes. I'm probably going to hate all young people. Yeah. I, th- I feel like he secretly hates every single young person that's playing because just like, damn, I used to be, you know, that guy or whatever. Well, he wasn't really. He sure. really. His playing career, not hot, right? If I make it to being old and you want to be mean to me, Trev, send me a printer. Let me do that now. And Yeah. I don't understand that. Me and printers don't get along. Hey, Ashlyn said she was in a fucking hammer a printer one day and she never did it so okay. we got a hammer and a printer at the office ashlyn all doubt the white Sox third Salt. base coach really got off the hook because joe McEwing, he, he was running and he looked pretty old in the way he was moving i think that would have been highlighted but larusa doing that i got a shit and i'm in the mall run is it still McEwing? i think so yeah super joe him and I have a good relationship. Obviously, I played third base, so saw him a lot. And I always make fun of him because he has, you know, nowadays, third base coach has got to know all the cool handshakes. Mm. So he's just not, like, inherently that cool. <laughs> but, dude, you you got to play the hey, game. Joseph Earl. So he's got to know all the jumps. He's got to do all this stuff. He's only 48. Maybe he was just think. running because he was, like, running gingerly. But he's full gray like me. But, yeah, he was running all, all weird, too. Joel, Joseph Earl like McEwing isn't cool. Is that what you're saying? No, he, I'm, he's a nice guy. But, like, dude, he's not, like, he doesn't know not how to, Not a like, swagger guy. He's not hip. Uh, whatever, not a swagger you know, like, LaRusso. But he had to, he's had to learn. Play every position. Jake was impressed with my ability to dap people up the other day at Yankee Stadium. I said I'd just let them do whatever they want with my yeah. hand and walk away. Jimmy goes, <laughs> Jimmy lets them puppet it. Yep. It's full puppet. You... You give the dead fish and just like, no, just I I give it. a little bit of life that it doesn't feel dead, but whatever they're gonna do, my hand's gonna do. My advice for handshakes: okay. listen, everyone, is slow it down. Like people, when they get into trouble, they go too fast. Mm. What you're saying, Jim, like you let people do. You gotta you gotta just go and feel it. Like don't assume it's going to happen a certain way. Just feel the vibe with it, slow it down a little bit, and then everything works out. And it's never bad to go here, clinch, and you can give a snap if you want. Welcome. That ends the whole thing. Me. Welcome. Trust me, bro. You la- you're Welcome laughing. Welcome to sex with Trev. You're laughing. Trev, you're the laughing. pandemic helped young, me out a lot because all I do move. is I just go like this early. Bones are good. Early. Just throw up the knucks. Like, 
Because when we're like, you know, you shake so many people's hands, I almost need hand sanitizer on me now. And most people just well shaking a hand. Shaking a hand is different than dapping up. It's a whole different. Thing. Most uh, people yeah, just one of them I can do, hands. and one I can't. Swallowed. All right. That's okay. the AL. Yeah. That's the AL. Let's go to the uh, the IL. Yeah. Jake, what happened? Wow, Los Ibido Gigantes, two of the best teams in baseball locked up. The Houston Astros went to the San Francisco Giants, Gabe Kapler's San Francisco Giants, and the Giants take two out of three. They drop the first one, Valdez versus Gossman. There's a future World Series matchup. 9-6, and Jim, I think these Giants heard you talking. They get Grinky game two. They win 8-6. to six. Oh, I get the end music from last time. Uh, Jakey Leftovers. Wow. We do all that sex and handshake talk. And that's what you get. Both teams hit this series. Uh, Giants, 327. Uh, Houston had seven home runs. Uh, Yuli Gurriel, Chris Bryant, homers in his first game. As a giant boy, does it seem like he fits in there with the San Fran vibes? And they hooked it up. They gave them a ton of swag. San Fran, kind of a model organization. We'll circle back on that. Brandon Belt and Tommy LaStella could be coming back soon. Oh, my God. Twins and Cardinals lock up for three, and the Cardinals take two out of three from the Twins because they have to. 5-1 cards, 8-1 Twins. 7-3 cards with Wayno on the bump in the rubber match. That Cardinals starting pitcher stat about the fastballs is ridiculous. We'll probably talk about that in a second. Molina passes Pujols for fourth most hits in Cardinals history. How about that? Uh, Tommy Dupax. Tommy Edmond with a big double. Yankees Marlins. We already talked about Trev's pinstripers a little bit. And what did they do? They striped some fish, babe. Yankees sweep. They bust out the broomsticks. First time since mid-June. 3-1 Yanks. 4-2 as the Yanks show 4-2 in game two. And 3-1 in the finale. They got a little help from the fish in the last game. Appreciate you, Brian Anderson. Uh, but some good pitching performances. Tyone, pitcher of the month in the AL in July. Boogity, boogity, boogity. Uh... Alcantara for the Marlins. If you don't know him, know who he is because he's pretty awesome. Luke Voigt beginning a rehab excitement. And, man, H to the Rizzo, Tony Meatballs was so huge for the Yankees this series. He's selling jerseys, babe. And that's what went on in the interleague. Is that his nickname, Tony Meatballs? We knew a guy that one of our friends called Tony Meatballs. And it's, I mean, that name plays anywhere. Oh, it's a famous mobster. But there's a lot of, uh, a lot of Paisan jokes flying around the Bronx right now with Rizzo and Gallo. Mm-hmm. Story mm-hmm. Ellie. Tony Meatballs is a real guy. I think so. It's a playoff ham. I think he, probably a lot of Italians had it, but famous mobster named Tony Meatballs. I think from Philadelphia. Our friend used to call a guy Tony Meatballs because his friend was fat. Tony Meatballs, okay. Philly guy. I, I don't mind the, I don't mind the nickname. Yeah. Trev, we already talked about your Yanks. Anything else you need to know or put out there? 
me go back to these games. I'm just working on my award. I got it. I got it figured Huge. out now. Twins and Cardinals. Is that Twins and Cardinals is kind of a who cares series. Cardinals right? want you to care. Which is crazy to think. Those were two teams. I mean, I had both of them winning the division. Mm. Not even close. I'm going to do it one more time because then I'm not going to do it again. Why did they trade for Hap? Well, because they needed a flamethrower. Yes, yeah, now the <laughs> fastest. Haps has the fastest fastball in the Cardinals. If you don't know the tweet I was referencing, they traded for Lester. His average fastball is 89. Wainwright, 89 and a half. Uh, Kim, your guy, Jim, at least he throws underhand, 88.9. LeBlanc is 87.7. So Jay Hap is currently the only starting pitcher on that team with a fastball over 90. And it's. Uh, it's not much over 90, and it's his only pitch. So. 90.3, right? Holy smokes, do they need Jack Flaherty back and a 12-game win streak. Yeah. Um, hmm. It's tough. It's tough. I do want to talk about Astro Dude, Giants. why did they trade for Hap? Why'd they give stuff up for him, <laughs> Stop, dude? Jim. Don't worry about like it. Like Lester and in, Lester. In, remember, but Lester had flip a coin. He'll give you a good start. Like, Do you know how many good starts Jay Hap's had on the year? None. Twins fans were so mad, um, and then they were so happy that they got like Twins Twitter for could not believe they actually got something for Hap. Like they were celebrating the front office, like you got something for this yeah. guy. Yeah. So that's kind of where that whole scenario. Well, that's where I'm at right now. Yeah. It's on. No offense. Change to of scenery. Great career, but this year is not, not great. Year. Yeah, not great. Yeah. I mean, he's had five good games. Astros, Giants, great baseball, weird colors, like because they're like the same but Ooh. not the same. So that was really weird for me to watch. You don't like that. when, like, visually, you don't like when two it. orange teams play each other. No, don't like that. But the baseball was really good. Fa- rank, I, rank, rank these think, jerseys: think, Orioles, Tigers, okay. Astros, Giants. Mm-hmm. Giants, number one. Mm. Classic, nice, beautiful uniform. Um, then I would go Orioles. I do like the Orioles uniforms a lot. And then what are the other two? Astros Tigers. Astros, then Tigers. I really? hate the Tigers. Too uniforms. many belt loops. I really do. Too many belt loops. They're just, they're just, they don't do it for me at all. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate Change. it. Listen to, these, listen to these names that were standouts for the Giants. Darren mm. Ruff. Six hits, three extra base hits. Solano, mm-hmm. six hits, home run. Jastrzemski, three extra base hits with a home run. These guys are all just like come out of nowhere players. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing, man. We say this all the time. I don't get it. I've talked to people. I still don't get it. I, they're, they're like Rays-ish with finding people right now to like just fill in and, and perform. I mean, we've given them a lot of credit, I guess. But but to me, it seems like we... I keep saying Dodgers are going to catch the Giants. And they're going to win the division. But the Giants just keep winning, dude. Well, I saw someone in the chat said it. I mean, isn't... You know, you compared them to the Rays. Gabe and their GM, don't they both have Dodger roots, right? Like, didn't they help build that up? So, sure. there's, there's another comp for you. I mean, they did it with Muncie and... Well, the Rays... But the Rays sent their base of their front office right. to the Dodgers, and then yeah, it's a Rays tree. It really is. All the good coaches and and front office executives are basically all from the Rays, which is wild. Rays up. 
Their pitching's good. He's freaking up. I'm interested to see. Did uh did Gossman pitch? I think Gossman had a bad day. Uh better than his last one, but four point one three earned runs, one home run. He did strike out nine. This it, was a hitting series a little bit. It's actually that hit. that line is actually on the road to like betterness from from his last two. That's good. But yeah, it was a lot of hitting. I mean, Framber only went five. Both teams hit seven homers, two games, three games, excuse me. Oh, and Gossman recovered from a bad first inning. There. Wow. Good for him. Yeah, I'm interested to see how that how the Giants do it. I mean, yeah, you're right, Trev. Like, we still kind of brush over him. But I don't know how because there's too many. I don't know how to properly, like, give them credit because – I can't point to anything because it's just it's the pitching, obviously. It's the ra- It's like just the too many we don't know pieces. How to, we don't know how to all helping. Yeah, contribute. Trev, you're drinking a little Yankees Kool Aid. We obviously are. <sighs> the starters have been good. That's the only reason I'm drinking the Yankees Kool Aid is because Tyone just won Pitcher of the Month in the AL. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Like that obviously helps. Cole's been good. Like I thought the the spin stuff would affect him a lot. Like, I don't think it's affected him too much. When I watch him pitch, I'm still like, holy shit. Um, so, like, th- that has to keep up. I think their offense is going to get better, and their pitching is probably going to improve because Anthony Rizzo's is at first base. It's going to help the defensive time. He's, he's going to be a huge difference maker on defense. They uh, Gallo, too. Gallo, yeah. too. I'm still interested to see where they fully play him and how they utilize him because DJ and Gio Urshela were like down, so they didn't have their full starting lineup. Tonight we should see something. I think we should see DJ like should be there. Probably like DJ's not back, not Geo. Okay. What's up with uh, Britain? He's been having a tough go as of late. I, I saw some people saying stuff on Twitter. He takes so long. We've seen this after like get. He takes a long time to get into a rhythm and routine, and when he's not, it just wild. So you know, but. It doesn't hurt to put a guy in first because he gets ground balls at an 80% rate. So I think he's in his last three outings, he's put someone on and then instantly they get doubled off. His, his last like couple starts, I know yesterday he kind of threw like all balls, but it it didn't feel bad. Maybe other people disagree, but it felt fine. I've I've got a little bit of a yellow up. I want to I got to see some more and his fastball velo is down a couple miles per hour, which doesn't necessarily hurt as a sinker baller, but you know, that just says something about where your arm's at and stuff. So, interested to see. He's pitched in six games this season. Uh, he's pitched in 13 games this season. In six of them, he's induced a ground ball double play. And in all of the last four that he's pitched, he's gotten. So, he gets someone. So but that's how he always has been. I'm not really that yeah. worried about him. I think that he'll be locked in come in a little bit. I mean, we've seen this a couple of years ago. In his first game this series when he gave up the run, it was like, I think there was a weird bloop, and was that when Glaber had an error? I think it was that inning. So there's a little Glaber. funny business in his bad game this series. Has has Cole, Let's someone in the chat just said he's got, a, is that almost a five ERA since the beginning of the sticky ban? So maybe I'm completely off. I've the seen Rays, a few of his good starts then and maybe not The Rays jumped ones. him pretty good his last start. That's right. true. He's had a couple starts eight, that were nothing. Earnings? But he's had some dominant starts, so I think the overall number is probably fine. But he's, there's okay. been a couple bad. Yes, he, he has to be lights out for them to. Yeah, he's got a four two eight since the sticky stuff ban. Um, 
But, I mean, he's got a complete game shutout in there. Against Houston. Against Houston. He's got an eight-innings pitch tour and run in there. He's also got a really bad start against the race. So... It's not like it's not like he's got a four or two eight, and they've and like there hasn't been signs yeah, of his ability to pitch without there. it. It's just been, dude. Yeah. Your tweet about Rizzo and how all the uncles are sitting there like I like that Rizzo. Yeah, guy. like that's so spot on. Yeah, so fucking spot. I know on. some people were trying to look way deeper into it. Like one guy was like, "So you don't like him?" I'm like, "What? No, I'm just saying." Like <laughs> I was sitting on my couch. I'm an uncle. You are the uncle, exactly. And I, he got a hit, and I just said, "Damn, I like this guy." That's where Gal- Gallo Gallo's got to find the porch soon because everyone's gonna love Rizzo. Personality, power, hits it the opposite way, defense. Gallo got to find the Gallo's porch. Gallo's fine. A bit. Gallo's always confident, and you guys know why. Oh yeah. Penis. All right, let's move on. What's next? Let's go to some individual awards. They're going to be brought to you by our good friends over at DraftKings, Mm. my favorite sports book, but also America's top-rated sports book. The Olympics are still going on. The athletes are competing. Trevor's been watching closely, and he is upset with America's medal count, but they are winning medals, and if you want to bet on America to win more medals, you can. You can bet $1, and you'll get $1,000 back minus or divided by 10 because it's only 100 so you get a hundred dollars back in free credits and you can bet those on whatever you want you just got to download the top of the DraftKings sportsbook app now and use promo code john boy when you sign up to turn one dollar into 100 in free credits if america wins a medal that's code john boy to turn one dollar into 100 in free credits for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or PA only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana. 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Good job. Good job, Jimmy. Good job on the ad read. By the way, the medal count. Uh, China is first in gold medals with 29. U.S. has 22. But the overall medal count, U.S. still has the advantage 64 to 60. Now, do you care about that? A big lead in the silver. I do. Do you think? I do. I like, I want America now, to be dominant at the. No, Olympics. okay. So if America was winning the gold medal count but losing the total medal count, would you care about the total medal count? I care more about the gold medal count, right. yes. So they I need do. to pick it up. That's what you're saying. They need to pick it up. So you're not happy yeah, with they, the. They're medal second count. in that. I think there's some events coming that they could win. Uh, USA Baseball lost the heartbreaker this morning. Oh, well, my Japan. dude, Tanaka. Yeah. In extra innings. Well, because they – we'll talk about this just for okay, a second. Just for a yes. second. Uh, the rules, the extra inning rules are basically like what we have here except first and second. So it's very much a can you bunt them over type situation. And, of course, Japanese baseball players, like that's still like a fundamental they teach in Japan. In the U.S., we don't bunt. So that kind of play is not suited for Team USA. So Japan won. Hats off. Tanaka. He got three shots to a three-run homer. Trev. He's younger than Jacob deGrom. What's up with that? With what? He's coming back. The Yankees dick I never the Yankees dicked that. him around and there is still COVID shit. Tanaka chucked up the deuces. I'm out of here, bro. Love it. Trev, can I ask you a question? Hot. I remember sure. saying I wanted to ask you this. Back when it happened. Um, extra innings 
or ninth inning, whatever. There was a runner on second, no outs. They, Boone said, um, Glaber bunted over the runner, and then they did win on a sack fly. But after the game, Boone said that he gave Glaber Torres one shot, one swing to move him over with a hit or hit a home run or a double. But after that, he had to bunt him over. I think he said one pitch, not one swing. Swing? I think swing. Okay, so what what would you, as a player, would you hate that? Would you appreciate that? What Because I'm genuinely curious. Like, if you go up there, it seems like a lot of pressure filled on that one swing, but I think the thought process is that it's nice to give it. I think it depends when it is. Were they, this was this weekend? Like last weekend. Were they, I think if you're the home team and it's like the bottom of the ninth, I'd rather. They're home, yeah. If you're going to, if you're going to say you give me one swing, I'd rather just bunt the whole time. Because if you say you take that swing, you foul it off. Now you have to bunt with one strike. Like it's a whole different ball game. So I'd rather have like a set plan up there. I still do believe in bunting a guy over late in the games, especially when you're tied and you're looking to win a game. Um, but the reason they, I mean, the reason they don't do it is because they don't practice it, man. It's fucking hard to bunt. You know, if you don't, if you don't know how to bunt, you go ahead and try to bunt a reliever throwing 98 at you. Like it's not easy. Uh, but I, I hate that that he gave him one swing. I don't. That doesn't. If you're gonna let him swing once, you just have, let him have the at bat. People were applauding it, and I in her, I immediately didn't like it. I thought like just do it or don't do it. Like you know. It sounds like a very old school thing to do. Like I'm sure Boone probably had that given to him many times during his career, and he's just like carried it over. Like, but he has to realize it's it like an old high anymore. school. So coach. either give him give all the chances, shot, or you take Player it away from him. You don't get it done your way. You got to do it my way. Player empowerment. Okay. I also like Bunny with two strikes. So how Oops. about that? You liked Bunny with two Rod strikes. Carew. Check out. Check out. I mean, I do. If you're gonna bunt, take all three strikes don't bunt twice and then the and then be o2 and then just strike out like just try to bunt again i appreciate it okay yeah trev you lead off mm. you lead off with standout standout performance yes this is a guy who has been getting some attention but we don't talk about him too much i'm gonna go on with jonathan india number one excellent name you can remember that name all the time. So that's good for him. Good brand recognition there. He goes three for four with two homers, a double. So that's three extra base hits and a walk. That's a game right there. And on the year, our guy, a rookie. I didn't know this. He was drafted fifth overall by the Reds out of uh, University of Florida. Hitting 277. He's got his OBP up to 401. Elite territory for a 24-year-old to be doing that. It's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, our mansplaining girls think he's a hot boy too. So it's like he's got the hair and like he kind of like has a, a little bit of it all. So I'm rooting for Jonathan. He's been on our radar for a little bit, but uh, finally I think he'll be happy to know that he gets a standout performance award on Talking Baseball. Congratulations. Huge Sean. for him. Huge. Yeah. And you like this, Jonathan Joseph. Mm. Two first names. JJ. JJ India. Yeah. John Joe. John yeah. Joe's pretty fun. John Joe. John Joe. Yeah. John Joe. So shout out, man. Hot boy. You can get on base at a 400 clip. I like it. I'm a looking and I'm mm. a liking. My standout performance is a guy 
who became the first player in big league history to hit his first three career home home runs in the same game. Sebi Zavala of the White Sox. Four for four with three home runs. How about that? Mm. And a fun name. Sebi Zavala. Incredible name. Actually made his debut and got Incredible. his first big league hit in 2019. He was, you know what's even more fun about this story a little bit? The tone of the Rooster game when he got ejected and all the, oh, Brady got hit in the head. They were trying to have Sebi Zavala lay down a bunt. As a runner got on, they're trying to move him over. He stole second base, and then on, on the first pitch, ball one, the runner stole second, didn't get the bunt down. It was a ball. Then pitch number two, Sebi tries to get the bunt down again. It's a ball. And no, 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 no. Sorry. It was pitch number two, stole second, threw it away, runner goes to third. Now you have the runner on third, no outs, 2-0 count. They just pinch hit for Sebi. He got the bat taken out of his hands with a runner, go-ahead run on third, no outs, and a 2-0 count. Like a situation that he's thinking, I can perform here. But Tony La Russa and the White Sox say, no, we're going to bring Collins in because we think he's got a better chance of hitting the ball in the air or getting this done with the 2-0 count. We just liked you to bunt. Pretty pretty mood, pretty rude. Kind of like probably a, a mood it's killer, right, Trev? Ridiculous. Uh, yeah, like that's when you walk into the office and say, WTF. Yeah, you kind of embarrassed me out there. 100%. Yeah. Three homers, though. That, so that, that was game one. And then game two he played, and he got – and then the next game he played, he gets four hits and he gets three home runs. Like, all right, don't take me out of this one. Look what I could have done if you let me in. Would have just hit a home run. He takes Tristan McKenzie deep on a 2-2 pitch. Then he hits a uh, grand slam on a 2-0 pitch. There's his 2-0 pitch. Wow. So good for him. Sebi. First player ever. First player ever that hit... His first three home runs on the same day. We were just talking about how, guys, we haven't had a three home run day in a while. The uh, the hitters showed out uh, this whole ep, Jim. Great standout performance. Love the name. Uh, love the name. And anytime you're a first in MLB history, that's pretty impressive. I'm doing a late audible on my standout. I had my guy, Hot Boy Dansby. I had some numbers up, what he's done. Take out April, and he's been an eight-something OPS, yada, 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 seven ribeye steaks. We're both from Vandy. Sorry, Dansby, because I thought someone was going to take Jonah Heim, give Heim some time, not that guy. Jonah Heim, Jim, he has a two-homer day, and one of those homers was a walk-off to win the game five to four. Man, he was a piece. Talk about it. We love a little baseball journey. 2016, traded for Steve Pierce. How about that? 2017, traded for Joey Wendell. And then this offseason, he was part of the Elvis Andrews trade. And so he is in Texas. He hits the walk-off. Two homers in that game. And by the way, if I'm sneaking him bonus points, he hit the walk-off home run in the next game. Jonah Heim, back-to-back, walk-off homers. That's a good time. That's a good time. I guess he rates out really well defensively this year. 
Good for you, kid. 26 years old from Buffalo. I'm the king of Buffalo. Jonah Nathan Heim. Maybe an early settler name. Oh, no. I don't think so. I don't think a lot of... It's mostly Christians. Jonah Heim? I think most early settlers were Christians. Look into it. Um, The Puritans... Traded twice, huh? Isn't Jonah in the Bible? Yeah. Yes. Okay. First Bible. Jonah Heim's very Jewish name, right? I don't think a lot of Jewish people were in the early settlers. Norwegian. A lot of of Puritans. I don't think the settlers were too fond of... Yeah. It's a Norwegian farming name. I don't mean to be rude, but... It's a Norwegian farming name. Okay, Norwegian farming name, Jonah Heim. Shout out Norway, man. Is Trev ever coming back? I'm, I'm guessing he's going to just sit out till through Slump Watch. Oh, okay. Fine. See ya, Trev. Which makes sense, because we're here. We're here. <laughs> Let's crank. Slump watch. Let's see how many people we got off the list. We had five, and we have five potential additions. BBD, who mm. may we be adding? That's uh, actually my first time looking at it. Normally, I take a sneak peek Ooh. earlier. Biggest offers of the week, David Peralta, 0 for 7, a walk, 2 Ks. Sounds like he didn't play all three games. Max Kepler, 0 for 10, 6 Ks. Michael mm. Conforto, 0 for 7, a walk, and 4 Ks. Carlos Santana, 0 for 10, 2 walks, and a K. And uh, David Dahl, our friend, 0 for 7. RBI mixed in there with the strikeout. Yeah, on on weekends we might have to extrapolate a little bit. Well, just take out guys who only played two games because it's got to be at least. sometimes during the weekday they only have two games in the series. But right. every team plays mm-hmm. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and sometimes you can get to more abs in two games. But well, good news tough. is. Trent Grisham was on slump watch, and he stays because he put up an 0 for 12. He was one of those guys. And he was 0 for 8 the series before. So, holy smokes, that's at least 0 for 20, math pod. So, Trent Grisham is staying. Um, Man. I guess on the other end of the spectrum, uh, Mike Yastrzemski. He's getting off. 4 for 13, homer, two doubles, walk. Little pop there. Yeah, four for thirteen. I like it. Good job, Poppy. Um, I don't know. Then we've got a couple up in the air, Jimmer. Who else do we got? Well, Adelise, three for twelve, all three extra base hits. Okay, I kind of like and that. with two walks, six sixty-seven slugging. He's clearly seeing the ball better. I'm not gonna clap for him though. I'll get him off. I'll golf clap him. Get him off. Oh, you know what? I'm going to take class. Jose Abreu off because he got hit in the head, and I feel bad for him. Okay. He got hit by pitch three times. That's tough. 429 on base. Hit by pitch three times. <laughs> That's a bad feeling. Yeah, and I'm going to do a little, off. like, go get him, Jose. Three RBIs yeah, in the process, so presumably productive outs. He's pretty badass. He stays in. He gets hit so often, he stays in the game all the time. He does like a good stand, huh? Um, I think this other guy stays. It was Tommy Pham. And right now in San Diego, we're fighting for playing time. And I saw Kim had a big game the other day. Uh, 
So I think we leave Tommy. Kim had They're a big game. To keep their playoff yeah. spot. Is he going to be the shortstop? We're fighting for pl- for playing time. Um, they got some options. I don't know. Let us know, fathers. Father fans. All right, so what's the final there? So let's see. I think we add Kepler. He thought he was getting traded. He puts up an 0 for 10. All right, hold on. I found a lot more offers. I don't know how uh, our research department's doing this, but... Okay. I mean, I just sorted guys that played all three games. Sure. Max Kepler's a good one. He's on there. He stays. That's a clean yeah. ad. But uh, Carlos Santana, he had 12 plate appearances. He went 0 for 10. He's on the list. He's, He's on, on the there. list. Um, so he goes. So we need one Zach more. Short, who I think we're... Oh, no. But we're being nice by picking him up. We're getting him off. Okay. Michael A. Taylor traded mm. or on Kansas City. He goes 0 we for... We can't have two Royals. He goes uh, Royals. 11 plate appearances, 0 for 9. Two Royals feels silly. Yeah. At least two Padres. We know why we're, we know why we're watching them. Verdugo. Okay. Is he still in a tough stretch? He went 1 for um, 11, 13 plate appearances. Okay. I'm willing to do it. Doogie's on. Because, yeah, it looked like he was coming out of it. And Glaber. You can put Glaber on there, too. Well, we got... We have five. So, if you want Glaber, who do you want to take out? Let's see. Santana, Kepler, Fam, Grisham. You're keeping Fam on? I think so. It's important to what they're doing. Watch. Okay. If you right. My vote would be to take Kepler off because he's no longer... Trade talk and season, Santana, and, right? Yeah, I'd like to change it though. That like the five coming on we'll have to have to have to have over ten. Max is here. All right, is Trev here? Verdugo, Santana, Kepler, Fam, Grisham. There he is. Sup, Trev? Nope. No audio. Can you hear us, Trevor Plouffe? Looks hot. Good beard. And he's. There Thumbs up. He can hear us. Oh, no. can't. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Here we go. Dirt nasties on fuego. That means I'm on fire, baby. Like Waco. In fuego. Rafael Ortega, Jonah Heim, Yadiel Hernandez. Names that every baseball player knows by heart. Mm. George Springer, 6 for 11 with Uh-oh. two homers. How do you say the first name here? Alamedes, I believe. Alamedes. Alamedes? Does the M come before Aledmus. the D? Aledmus Diaz. Aledmus. Another name everyone knows. Five for 13 with three homers. Miggy Caps. Yep. Wow. Did he ever need a hot stretch? He had three walks, four RBIs, two doubles, two homers. Goes six for 11. Darren Ruff. Six for 13 with two homers, five RBRs. Manny Machado picking up the slack with Tatis out. Six for 14, two homers, two doubles. <laughs> Yuli Goriel, seven for 13. And Wander Franco. Um, his numbers were actually looking kind of like, you know, I remember Trev tweeted out like, hey, it's tough. Like, give these, or maybe it's an award you gave out here. But now Wander's going off a little bit. Six for 11 um, with two triples. Mm. Wow. How Big triples that? pod. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. Good job. What's, what's his overall line on the year? Let me look that up. I don't even know. Miggy Cabs, by the way, four ninety seven in the Dingers column. So mm. we're uh, we're a couple away from Miggy Cabs watch for five hundred. So that's fun. 
Okay. 714 OPS for Wando, 305 on base percentage, 408 slugging. So it's still not overall good, but he jumped it all up. He was down to the 600s for a while. Big series against yeah, Boston. He's, got a, he's, got a, he's already accumulated one more, so he's doing something defensively around the base pass. Good for him. I think Hot take. I think he's going to be good. Can I do my thing with like the Miggy Cabs homer, 500 homers? Sure. Yeah. It's because you hear it and you just don't know. Like, that's so many. I mean, you know it's a lot, but you got to break it down. This is how I always do it. That's 10 straight years of 50 home runs. That's 20 straight years. God, I hope I'm doing this right. Of 25 home runs. That's what I had to. Just think about that, man. 50 What's straight his- years of 10. Crazy. What's or, his yeah, max? That makes sense too, but I you probably he's forty something. Forty four. It's wild, man. I mean, you have, you have to play for so long to put up those kind of numbers like that. Which, I mean, three hundred homers is a ton. Shortened season. That's and having that shortened season is in the middle there sucks. I mean, because over the last one, two, three, four years, he's put up forty. 35. Maybe the shortened season saved his legs for this year. Well, I mean, I'll, he's having a pretty bad year. I will tell my kids about the 2012 version of Mickey. I mean, it was. I think everybody has that player who, like. Why not 2013? Which year was his? Because the Triple Crown was 2012. But yeah, the, all that whole little. Section you could argue 2013 was a better year overall, yeah, but it's just he was so scary when he came to play, like you just knew he was going to do something like every single game he was locked in. It was he's playing baseball at a different level, man. Pretty cool. Speaking of those numbers, are fucking crazy. Let's move on uh, to awards, which are brought to you by uh, the National Baseball Hall of Fame. Mm. A place Miggy Cabs might find himself at one point. Maybe he'll have a glove, you know, from his triple crown season. That would make sense. Batting glove there. And then maybe if they do another season, he'll be, it'll be featured. Because right now, Hall of Fame is doing a YouTube series called Hall of Fame Connections. Every Wednesday it drops on their YouTube channel. And it takes a look at a collection and a artifact a piece of history and they tell a story about it and two seemingly unrelated artifacts in the museum how they connect mm. which sounds great to me because i like baseball and i like history and i like stories and i like series a lot i watch a lot of series i'm a pretty big into shows each two-part episode features both a narrative storytelling element that weaves through the history of, of some of the museum's most iconic artifacts Support for the series was provided by Market New York Grant through I Love New York, New York State's Division of Tourism, as a part of the Regional Economic Development Council Initiative. To stay up to date with the release of each episode of Hall of Fame Connections, follow the Baseball Hall of Fame social media channels at Baseball Hall on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Go check it out. Mickey Cabs, he'll be there. Jared Miller pointed out that that's 250 years of two homers. So mm. imagine that. Math pot all of a sudden. A lot of service time. That'd be impressive. Math pot all of a sudden would be incredible. 
incredible. Uh, you know, uh, one t- of the, some tuck everlasting stuff. <laughs> one of the ways <laughs> I like to do it is, uh, you know, Miggy Cab's power area, which I think is 13 years, 04 to 16. He averaged, this is his average season, 155 games played. So that's pretty good. At a 323, 402, 968 mm. OPS clip. <laughs> that's awesome. That was an average year for him. For 13 years. Do you remember that one that one God. year they wanted to put him at third base and he took the f- ground ball off the eyeball in spring training? And they're like, eh. <laughs> he played a little bit over there. He wasn't that bad. Fish? Could the people in Tuck Everlasting grow their hair? I'd have to rewatch it. I don't know what that is. Almost 700 career games at third. Yeah, but this is like later. Yeah, this was yeah. 2014. They, went, they sent him back there. Is that when they got Tigers cabs? Trev, you get to go first. What's your award? Yes. Dog. Yeah, so I, I sent out a tweet about this. Not a lot of traction on the tweet, so I'm mm. going to double down on it because, you know, why not? Yeah. My award is the Mercenary Baseball Award. It could be the best trade line ever award. I don't trade a deadline ever award award. Because after this weekend, a lot of these guys, and I, I, I do mercenaries, the way I've done it is you either have them just for this year or you get one year after this too. So look at all these names that have been doing stuff for their new team. Gibby mm. goes to the Philly, six and two-thirds innings, two earned runs, stops the slide. Anthony Rizzo, five for nine, three um, walks to go along with two home runs, helps the Yankees sweep. Baez, not that great. One freight, but he did have a home run. Uh, Bryant shows up, one for four, gets the W, and hits a homer. Kimbrell, two innings pitched, two different games, no base runners at all. Uh, Barrios goes six innings, shutty in his debut. And Starley Marte has five hits, and they go, I take whatever, whatever they took, two out of three from the Angels. I said it to you guys earlier. I don't know if this is good or bad for the game that these teams are unloading their good players. I'm not really sure. I'm sure if you're a fan of these teams, you're not happy. Cubs fans aren't happy. Nationals fans aren't happy. But it sure does make for like some fun, exciting August, September, and then playoff baseball when you kind of you have your team, you put yourself in a position to be a buyer, and then you go be a buyer. I think it's really fun. I love, I kind of like, I didn't used to like this, but this year for some reason, I'm really feeling uh, these guys going to these new teams and just kind of helping out. And I don't know it's it's because we're doing this show and we talk about team strengths and weaknesses all the time, but it's, it's, it was really cool to see like these teams address some weaknesses like the Yankees, super right-handed, go out and get two left-handed bats. And now we're going to see, I don't think it's to the basketball level where you're seeing super teams because I don't think baseball you can really do this. Maybe the Dodgers, like if they had everybody, could be a super team. I don't know, but uh, it, it's really piqued my interest um, this this go around at the trade deadline. It used to be really against teams trading their players away, but maybe because I'm a fan now. It was awesome, man. And to see these guys go and do it and have an immediate impact. I mean, I just listed seven or eight guys right there. Big name freaking guys that went out and helped their ball club. So kudos to the teams that played well enough to be able to be buyers. And I think that should give some motivation to those teams that are on the fringe. Like you, we say it all the time, man. You, you got to put yourself in that position to be a buyer. So uh, shout out, you know, Giants and Yankees and all these teams that made moves to make themselves better. It's a lot of fun to watch. 
I love the term mercenary baseball. I'm, I'm, I apologize that tweet didn't go off. No, I, I think as soon as I saw it, we were doing talking Yanks live, and I, I, I read it. I said I love it, and I think it's good for baseball. Take the stars and sprinkle them around. Um, you know, get the get Cubs trout, clip that get we trout had on a loan was program. Awesome. What's that? that was, yeah, the that Cubs. Would, I wouldn't mind that the loan program. Like, yeah, Trout, Otani, mm. go. No team would ever do this, obviously, because risk of injury. But like, how cool would that be? Like, how much would you pay? How much would a team freaking pay to get Trout? What What if it was just a loan? Like the Angels get him back starting next year. Yeah, no, yeah, they get him, but exactly. they have to yeah, give up. They have to give out pay. prospects for good. That'd that's, be funny. That's that's the only thing that NBA has wrong right now. Because at least you're trading for goods and serves. Like there's prospects going, and who knows if anyone becomes anything. The NBA right now, the only thing that drives me nuts is like. Guys can just kind of, like, like Griffin tapped out in Detroit. They released him, and he went to the Nets. And there's nothing exchanged, and it's just like, well, that's kind of cool come playoff time because you get more talent on the court. But baseball, yeah, man. Instead of someone, you know, just Schwarbo going for 35 dingers on the Nats for no reason, he'll, he'll be in Boston hopefully playing important games. The the what Dodgers would monetary you, value be on that like for Trout, a monetary value you get him you get him for August and September in the playoffs. I think it'd be like a um, like a top mil. Oh, monetary like value. Mil. Oh, I was. I'd say like you you cover the full year's salary on him or something for a guy like Trout who's already on fun. a big deal. That'd be fun. That's a good idea. Let's talk about that. We'll, we'll call the players association. CBA. And MLB, Tony, yeah. you talked Long about guys throwing around. You the talked about country. how the Dodgers might have the biggest, like, super team. They still might have the most drafted players on their team as well. I think. Yeah, dudes. They got Will Smith, Seager, Belly, mm-hmm. Bueller, Kershaw. Like a lot of their studs are still. Yeah. Or or Turner and Max Muncie, who were like almost reclamation projects. You know, they have Dodgers property. What's that? They're Dodgers property at this point. Yeah, like they didn't go pay for them. They count for the Dodgers. Yeah. So it's pretty crazy. All right, my award is the um you broke award. Mm. You broke. Yeah, broke. Who's broke? Who's broke, Jim? MLB system for mm. drafting and slot money and offers is still broke. This Kumar Rocker situation is so weird. I'll, I'll streamline the bullet points for everyone. Kumar Rocker was getting passed on at the draft because people were concerned uh, with his MRI and his medicals. Now, he's a Boris client. They did their own MRIs with their own doctors, and they said that he's 100% healthy and came up clean. He got selected for pre-draft MRI by MLB, but he opted not to do it. A lot of players, majority of good players, don't. And I was learning this yesterday on Twitter. I was asking people, like, can you help me explain this? A lot of players don't do the pre-draft MRI because it can really only hurt you. It can something you may not even know Um, that you have may show up and now teams are going to offer you less money because of it. Um, If you think you're healthy and or know you're healthy 
you just shouldn't do it. So you should go get MRIs on your own, know that they're clean, and then just waive the pre-draft so they can't be held against you. Uh, that's what they did. But if you do that, if you do not do the pre-draft MRI, then the team that drafts you, if they find something wrong with their medicals, they get compensated with a pretty equal value pick in next year's draft. So the Mets either knew this was happening or they just did a whole bunch of audibles when they did their draft because either they didn't think they'd be able to get Kumar Kumar Rocker with the 10th pick overall. He falls to 10. They They grab him. Maybe they had no idea, so they didn't do their own research. This is like, you know, choosing to believe the ignorant of the Mets here. They just didn't know. They really, they're like, why is he slipping? We'll take him. We got him. Medicals can't be that bad. They get, now, you have to offer slot the slot, which I think is six mil or four mil for him. Yeah, and then you have to offer 40% to get compensated. You know, if you offer 40% of the slot and the player does not take it, then MLB says, oh, that sucks for you. That player just wanted to go back to college. You wasted a draft pick. Here's a compensation pick. Because he didn't do the pre-draft MRI, they don't even have to offer anything, and they get the compensation pick. So the Mets saw the medicals, got so scared that from what they saw, or or realized, well, if we don't offer him anything, we just get the 11th pick next year. So I don't know what happened here. Either his medicals are bad, and they don't think he'll be good like in return. And that's kind of what Cohen tweeted. Tweeted was like, Draft prospects are worth five times their return if they make it to the big leagues. Like, you know, we're not going to not offer that. Kind of saying that they think they're really bad, which is fucked up because now Kumar's in a terrible spot. He has to either go back to college or he has to go play independent ball or in a foreign league somewhere. He cannot enter MLB baseball or minor leagues in any other way than the 2022 draft. So now he gets a year older, more less time to be part of a system and he has to enter the draft again next year. The the Mets, they get compensated. They save, they they burn like a million dollars, but they get the 11th pick next year no matter how no matter what. Something's broken here. I have no idea the fix, not smart enough, but you know, for the either the Mets could have thought, "Hey, well, why don't we just get them? If the medicals are really bad, we just get the 11th round pick next year. If the medicals aren't that bad, we'll just sign them." for a little less than we want because the medicals are still somewhat bad. So it seemed like, I don't know if the Mets were being opportunistic or poorly run and ignorant, but somehow the Mets aren't really that hurt here. And Kumar Rocker's pretty pretty damaged for a year. And the projection, so, and I don't even get it because Walker Bueller had Tommy John like as soon as he got drafted and now he's fucking going to win Cy Young this year. So it's still not even that bad if the whole system's broken. I think this is a Mets problem. I think that they, I, I don't know. They panicked. I don't understand. Like, like he's, cause you said, I don't, even if he has to have TJ, every pitcher has TJ now. Every single pitcher basically has TJ. And like our buddy Foolish Baseball pointed out, you pay $6 million for a talent that was projected to go one overall at the beginning of the season, had a good um, summer in college baseball. You get him for six million dollars, and you have rights over him for ten years. So, like, where where is where is the bad investment in that? Like, I don't I don't really understand that. 
Like there must, I mean, does he have no like UCL? Like is it just completely gone? I don't, I don't know what it is. I, I, it's, unless something like that comes out, I think the Mets screwed this one up because not only did they not give him that money and have control of him for forever, basically, which is, in my opinion, the more fucked up situation and how long teams have control of players. But they also could have made like one of those flyer picks at the end, um, maybe like a high school guy who pretty much was set on going to college, but now they have the $6 million to go give to somebody, a, a flyer pick. They wasted a chance to bring in top talent into their organization. $6 million could get you three of these flyer type situations. That's nothing to an organization. $6 million is absolutely nothing. And it's not like they reinvest this anywhere. They just, it's just, they just keep it. So you're keeping $6 million. And when you had a chance to, you know, bolster your farm system up and they didn't do that. So that's why I think the Mets, they botched the ball on this one. They got two first round picks next year. And it's crazy that any MLB team can just not offer a draft pick, a contract. And that draft pick is now can't play baseball for a year. The Cubs, did you see what the Cubs offered their picks? It's fucked up. They offered to mm-hmm. do like a thousand bucks because they knew he was a fourth. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a fourth year in college, so he had no other option. So they signed him like 100% under slot. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, I don't think Kumar goes and plays anywhere. I think he just works out and throws bullpens and does all that. That's my. That's what I believe will happen. I don't think he's going to go to like the Atlantic League where they're like messing around with a bunch of dumb stuff right now. Um, I don't think he's going to go play winter ball or anything like that. I think he's just going to pitch in a bullpen somewhere and work out. Yeah, I think overseas could be the only option if he's up for that. Because again, like we say that, and again, another basketball comp. You know, the Ball brother went overseas. A couple guys have done that. Like. You got to get yourself up to go overseas and live there for a He's year. He's not going to. So you know, it, if you can get paid, I respect that a little bit. But um, no, it's it's messed up. The system is clearly broken. And the part that really sucks is that the MLB draft—they've started investing in it and promoting it and trying to make it a thing. But the draft system is broken, and we have teams passing on guys because they cost more. We have guys passing on who they think is the best player in the draft. Guys, teams with the number one pick are passing on who they think is the number one guy to save a couple dollars up front. It's a disaster. And then our guy Peter Moylan, I saw him reply to a tweet earlier, and he's, you know, because everyone's mad about this, rightfully so, and Peter said... And they're like, you know, next CBA, they got to change this. And Peter said, well, what are we going to trade? Because that's how CBA talks go. So now you've got all these MLB guys at the table trying to take care of themselves and the future. But where on the priority list do top draft picks land? And it's tough, man. It's tough, dude. And baseball, baseball needs to realize how much they're hurting their sport with this. And, man, Kumar Rocker, I don't know where you end up. And if it's not Queens, which it can't be at this point, oh, I hope you drop dick all over the field, mm. my man. Fandy mm. boys, baby. Go to, go to the Braves and just do it. This is, <laughs> this is what I see happening. And I've talked about this before. There is one way for people to get around the draft, and that's to go establish residency somewhere else. That's not Puerto Rico. That's not Canada. That's not the U.S. Go establish residency in Mexico, 
go establish residency somewhere else and open yourself up to being a free agent. I know there's caps to the money you can spend there too, but at least you get to choose where you go. Yeah. What organization you want to go to. And you can play. That's what's going to end up happening. This, this situation. And like if Steve Cohen comes in here and absolutely just makes a mockery of baseball, I'm going to be very upset with him. I, I don't like that he's on Twitter talking like that. I, him and A-Rod right now. Mm. Just not on these guys. What's up with the New York dudes, huh? I don't know, but it... Uh... Are you guys going to turn into that when you're when Jimmy's, you know, got his moat around his house? Is he going to turn into that? I don't I hope not. I've been taking care of the moat and Jimmy still seems to be the same guy. Okay, um, it's good. It's good to know that. Moat's doing well. Yeah, man, I uh I don't know. We gave the Mets a lot of love for getting Rocker and it was a hot couple weeks for the Mets and now we talk about in 2 weeks they got one of the gnarliest schedules in baseball and this Rocker news. There were billboards put up for him. Billboards put up. We're on Metsy Watch. That's all I'll say. We're Those billboards Metsy. that were put up, they they didn't have like the Mets on it, right? I don't think so, but people were excited. That's definitely his agency, I believe. Probably the agency. Like I, I've seen the Mets getting like ripped on. Like, oh, you put. I don't bill- think there's a Met logo. You put that. billboards up. Oh, there is a Mets logo. Is there? Yeah, I wonder how that went down. They might have. Each they team might've. has their pro. You sign your first round pick. They throw out the first pitch. Everyone claps, and you see them in three years. They, uh, I don't know, not good. Not a good look. Not good for the game. So, how about that moat though? Has there been anything wrong with hey, Jimmy's moat or just standard stuff? <laughs> hey, gators. But oh, that gator did. Yeah, different gators. We got one crocodile. Give your award, Jake. Let's go. Long yep. But hey, first step after the deadline, a lot going on. BBD, did I make my my notes in there readable for you or no? Uh, they are readable in there. I know what you're asking for. I think Jimmy has to play the audio of that if that's what you're looking for. Aha. Well, we might be too far for that then. I'm giving out the Quicksand Award. Uh, one of the best movies ever recorded on film. The Replacements. One of the best scenes ever put on film. They're going around the locker room and they're talking about fear. And they jump around a little bit. They talk about spiders crawling up on your arm. The auto plant? Prison. Yeah, all right. We're getting the audio. The truth is, you guys have been given something that every athlete dreams of. A second chance. And you're afraid of blowing it. We all are. But now our fear is shared and we can overcome it together. Let's lose that fear this Sunday and put it into San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Sean. We got a couple guys who are getting second chances. It's not because of the replacement situation, but if anytime I get a chance to use the replacements, I'm gonna. Uh, It's a dual award. Rafael Ortega. And Yadiel Hernandez. I believe Yadiel got an award last year on the show because he got a late call. And we're talking baseball stories. We just talk rocker and all that stuff. Baseball's got a couple worlds, man. Yadiel Hernandez, uh, who, by the way, had a huge game. uh, Two homer game, four for five. Uh, You know, the Nats traded everyone away. So Yadiel's getting a chance to play. Didn't mean to rhyme. Yadiel comes over to the States at age 29. 
rakes in double A. He's been hanging around the Nats minor league. Trev, these are his minor league stats. Let me know if these are good. 300 batting average, 383 on base, 889 OPS. Is that good? It is. That is good. So he's a little older, so that makes sense. You know, he's 29 in double A. He was hanging around in triple A. He got a little taste of the show last year. You know, funny business season, 2020, played 12 games, all that. Guess what? The 33-year-old now gets the call. He has the big game. He's been hitting this year. He's one of the guys, they have a few lefties that kind of swing like Soto, because why not? It's working. Yadiel, uh, in 61 games this year, he's hitting 303, 358, 822 OPS in the show. In the show. And guess what? They traded everyone away. You're going to get a chance to play, kid. I hope Yadiel goes nuts. Nuts the next couple months, and he gets a little run in the show. And on the other side of that, we're talking about paths to the big week, big weeks. Rafael Ortega for the Cubs. The Cubs, they also trade everyone away. You guys want to know when Rafael Ortega's story starts? 2008. He's a 17-year-old. The Dominican Summer League Rockies. He's knocking it around there. He goes Venezuela League. Pioneer League. Your Casper Ghost. <laughs> How do you like being a 19-year-old... Um, 19-year-old Venezuela kid in Casper, Wyoming. Uh, I'll tell you what, not a ton of fun. Uh, Asheville Taurus, Modesto Nuts. Uh, some rocks in 2012. He gets a taste, just a taste. Tulsa Driller, Springfield Cardinals, Memphis Redbirds, Salt Lake Bees. There's, I'm halfway through the list. New Orleans Baby Cakes. He is getting a shot with the Cubs, and he had himself a 3 Yacker day in the show the other day. Cubs traded everyone away. If Again, this is kind of building off my uh, Brandon Drury story from last time. If you get a chance, take it. Root for these guys, man. Um, 30-year-old Rafael Ortega. He should get some run. He's having a nice year now with the Cubbies. And my guy, Yadiel Hernandez. Rafael Ortega and Yadiel Hernandez. Yes, sir. Go, team. Go. Go nuts. Goddamn Let's spiders go. creep me out. Bro. What was that movie called again? The Replacements. Is that a, you don't know The Replacements, Trev? No, I know what that is. Trev, that's a bold-faced lie. That's like saying you don't I know s- Wizard of the Oz, almost. Wizard is of the, the Oz. I'll t- that's the Ozzy I'll tell you Smith how I don't know. Remake. Wizard of the Oz. I couldn't tell you if that movie was in the 1950s. Or the 2000s. Trev, do you, you know, know Keanu movie, Reeves? You know the movie The Replacements. Keanu Reeves playing quarterback. Okay. You just said Keanu Reeves playing quarterback. I was thinking it was the one. Jimmy Falco. Where they're in. Shane No, Falco. where they're in the, the jail. That's the there's longest a, yard. There's a, well, there's a scene See, where they're in jail, which is incredible. That's where I thought, I thought that line came from the one where they're in the jail. First I was afraid. I was petrified. I love Keanu Reeves. My uncle does Keanu Reeves pool, and he says Keanu Reeves is the coolest person that you'll ever meet. He says sometimes we'll just walk out and give him like 500 bucks in cash and say, hey, Raj, like, I appreciate what you do. Keanu Keanu has a reputation of being awesome. And the replacements from 2007 until 2014, I think it was the only thing TNT and TBS played. Every scene is gold. Every scene is gold.
The Replacements is a great movie. You've seen it 20 times, and, and you, you you see that it's on TV when you're flipping channels. You're going to mentally note, like, I want to, I'm going to make sure. It's like um, uh, 8 Mile. You mentally note, like, make sure I come back to this channel for the end. Oh, you were the I'm man tonight, Clifford Franklin. <laughs> I might have to watch it. I'll watch, watch it. it. I love Keanu, so I, I, maybe I've seen it before. I know the movie you're talking about, but I couldn't tell you what happens. If you're going to watch it, lose. let me know, and I'll watch it at the same time, and we can text each other during. I want in. Okay, I'll do that I'll if you watch Lord we'll of the Rings. We'll tweet it out. I'm not watching Lord of the Rings. I love Trev. Lord of the Rings, so I'm in on that. Jimmy's not going to watch Lord of the Rings. Love Keanu Reeves. What a, what a stud. Okay. Uh, best friend of the week? Is this Keanu Reeves. The longest, this is the longest episode. I think we had one, two bills before. Well, the best friend of the week is uh, AJ Pollock. Oh. Seven for 14. That's 500. Three doubles, three ribbies. Is that his third best friend of the week? I think so. At least. At least his third. Got you know it. I don't like AJ that much. Connecticut. I don't like him that Uh-oh, much. Uh-oh, the Padres. Wow. Oh, no. What are you doing, Padres? I thought Jake's <laughs> award was going to be about a team going to get the Padres because it's like, let's go get them in San Diego. That line at the end is pretty killer. Um, I mean, that's the Reds at this point, but we're talking Padres. Jim, you just landed on a good one. Who's playing short? Is it Kim? That's be my guess. You want me to, you want me to- Frazier got to step it up a little bit since coming over, not having the best time there. I think I saw him with like a 404 OPS. Mm. Get off his um, back. He'll be okay. It's early. He'll be Six all games. Right. Six games. Cronenworth uh, situation is. Cronenworth played short. Kim played short. That's a lot. They've had, they've had two games. There. How do you feel if you're Hosmer? How do you feel if they cause they're like we're trying to unload this contract? Yeah, like, that's a weird feeling, right? Can't feel great. Yeah, I mean, Voight's in the same boat for the Yankees. But, but you, you still get that money in the bank account. Oh my god, he's, he's so probably he's probably happy, man. Hot. I mean, he gets to be yeah. with the team. Hot wife, rich, good-looking guy, tall. I guess I don't feel bad for him. Mm. Never mind. I know those feelings. What is this? What is the story in Sydney? It's just all Tati stuff. Yeah. They need some of their starting pitchers to step it up. You Darvish has been okay. Needs to step it up uh, if they want to. Who Darvish? Wild card spot. Oh, they got two games uh, against Oakland. has been pretty good. They'll split those and be on their way to Arizona and Miami. And then, oh, mm-hmm. uh, wow, Arizona. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Uh, Schedule pod. Uh, would you come over here and please take a look at this? Padres have two against Oakland. Then they go three against Arizona, three against Miami, three. Four against Arizona, three against Colorado. Grab some wins. All right, before we end the last thing, Eric schedule. Cosmer's career career earnings. Haven't we done him? I don't know. 160. I was going to say 170. I think we've done him before. I, done I think him. we just did him. We just did him. Huge. Manny Machado's last 160 games this year and last year. 36 homers, 122 ribeyes, 292 batting average, 365 on base, and a 908 OPS. 200,000 smiles. Jake sucks. What's the number, Trev? Eric Hosmer is at 115 right now. He'll get to 175 before it's all said. I always guess total. He goes in. He goes in. Manny Machado finished third in the MVP last year. How about that? Leads the NL in ribeyes. 